Welcome to Moon Harbor Extended. Today's issue is Anyone Can Wear the Mark, Part 1. On the cover, we see the iconic cowl of the Dark Mark, lying cracked on the ground, with shadows walking away. We turn the page and see an editor's note. This story takes place in 2010. We know that the Dark Mark has been absent from the city for a long time. Now, we find out why. We turn the page, and our story begins. Hello, and welcome to Moon Harbor Heroes. Uh, my name is Sean. You haven't heard me on this program much, because I'm usually your editor. But I am here today to be facilitating our game of Anyone Can Wear the Mark, playing Anyone Can Wear the Mask by Jeff Stormer. Here with me today, we have the exceptional uh, Tiberius and Rodrigo. Welcome to Moon Harbor Heroes. I'm happy to be here. Hey, hey. <laughs> uh, we have decided ahead of time that uh, I am going to be playing the villain. Uh, Tiberius is going to be playing our hero, the Dark Mark. And Rodrigo is going to be playing our city, Moon Harbor. To that end, let's go ahead and get into what these players do. For anyone who hasn't played Anyone Who Can Wear the Mask before, it is a great game. Highly recommend it. It is a game about a hero, the city they protect, and the villain that puts all of that in jeopardy. Starting with our city, they are everyone. Ordinary people, extraordinary people, other heroes, other villains, people trying to live their lives, people in danger. Taken together, you are the city that the hero protects, and the city that gives the hero their strength. As the city, what you'll do in play is draw cards to determine locations within the city where the story takes place, name the people that live there, keep a list of the people the hero saves, and recite them during Until Next Time, Roleplay the ordinary people living in the city as they interact with the hero during their adventures, and help lift up the hero when they're at their lowest, so they can continue protecting everyone within their power. Uh, so we know that Moon Harbor is somewhere between a bustling borough and a major metropolis. What are the four se uh, major sections of the city that, that you see at this point, Rodrigo? We can be as wide or as specific as you think. I think... Probably some good places uh, would be definitely like a small island off the coast, if that's allowed. Absolutely. Yeah, go wild. This is comic books. Definitely want an affluent suburb. Mm -hmm. Maybe like a uh, dingy industrial area and um, the zoo. Excellent. Can I, can I add some texture on one of those? <laughs> sure. Well, is it someone said something about like an old industrial district? Like, um, I feel this is often this is I feel that like this is a reference. This is a daredevil thing, but like, um, like a place where it was an old meat placking place, and so the blood Ooh. and like rats never really kind of left that place. <laughs> just like there used to be a lot of meat, and it just still smells Ooh. like iron around That's that area. Good. Uh, and now for these districts, we need to assign each of them a suit. And then the hero will uh, determine which of them is sort of their home turf. Do we want to just go uh, uh, in order? Sure. Or which one do you think uh, goes with which? Um, I'm fine with doing them in order. So that would be okay. spades, right? For the small island, uh, the suburb is diamonds. Sure. I guess if those aren't the the normal order, it doesn't matter. Then uh, hearts for the dingy industrial area and clubs for the zoo. 
Okay. So then, Tiberius, you're playing the hero. Maybe you have incredible powers. Maybe you're just that good. But you've got a mask and an alter ego and the ability to help the people in the city. And as long as those in power won't do the job, that means you have the responsibility to help the people in the city. As the hero, here's what you'll do in play. Describe how you overcome threats to the city and its people. Describe the people you save and the people you don't. Map out your city, its people, your allies, and your enemies during play. Rise up, stand tall, and defeat the villain in the final battle. So to create the hero, we already know that we're playing the Dark Mark, but not a lot has been actually established about the Dark Mark other than they are sort of a, an imposing cowled figure, like certain media properties that I don't want to say on air because we might get sued. So for your Dark Mark, how powerful are you? Um, hmm. I want to say like, uh... It's just, I, I'm, I'm in the hand of the fr friendly neighborhood hero uh, that's a little bit, maybe a little bit above friendly <laughs> neighborhood hero. So uh, not throwing around massive energy bolts and uh, fighting Thanta Thanos, but um, has, a, has a little bit more juice than um, just some guy with a baseball bat. <laughs> <laughs> One might say you don't wear hockey pads. Yes. <laughs> and we know that the Dark Mark has sort of gadgets and martial arts abilities, but where do those powers come from? All right, here's... I don't know how fucking grimdark I want to be. Uh, <laughs> That's something for us to decide. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. Well, here, here's what I... Hmm. Is this too cat? <laughs> uh, uh, one time they uh, saved somebody from... Um, let's say a, a, a mugging or something. Mm -hmm. They saved someone from a mugging, got shot, uh, fell into mm -hmm. the river. The river with all that, like, blood and, like, all that energy from, like, mm -hmm. death. <laughs> and it refused to, to let me die. So I'm going to say magic. Ooh, that's interesting. That could be fun to play with. And so what exactly can you do? You know, mar it's still going to be martial arts and technology-based mm -hmm. for the most that's part. That's certainly at least your bread and butter. Yeah, I'm going to say my powers are mostly, like, uh, you know, surprise, um, kind of... You know, no show, showing up, up in a situation with enough knowledge to like kind of mm -hmm. pull strings and exploit the situation. A lot of like uh, having a window. A lot of like maybe um, mm -hmm. using environmental things to uh, <laughs> to distract, and um, a lot of flipping. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like I like ninja. I like my Batman very ninja flavored, so Okay. I, that I can dig that. Uh so then how do you help your city? Are you the hand of the people protecting them so they can thrive? The icon they look up to for inspiration? The smiling face, a friend of those who need it, or are you the dark knight that avenges the injustice they suffer? I think clubs. I'm I'm in a very I came I've been doing socialism this weekend, so I feel very nice. <laughs> respect that. So you are most at home in that dingy industrial area. That that makes sense with how you described things. Uh -huh. That really lines up, doesn't it? <laughs> the spirit of Eugene Debs <laughs> appeared before me. Oh. So then all that is left is the villain. <laughs> I am here to destroy. Maybe it's because I crave power. Maybe it's out of spite for the hero. Maybe it's part of a larger plan. But this city has to burn, and I'm going to be the one that does it. As the villain, here's what I'll do in play. Describe the, th the kind of threats the hero will overcome. 
track the hero's injuries and setbacks, but also their greatest successes. Roll the dice to determine whether the hero can save everyone or not. Keep a list of the hero's failures so I can recite them during the final confrontation. And I will, most importantly, ultimately be defeated at the hands of the hero. This is a game where the good guys win, and that is incredibly important. The villain's true form and identity will remain a mystery for now, revealed in full during the downfall. For now, though, I am making a quick list of threats the heroes could face. Uh, I will come up with a few options so that we can move through play quickly. Um, I uh, came up with some names for the places, so that's all right? Absolutely. So uh, for the small island, I was thinking of calling it Reverie Island. Ooh, that's lovely. Um, the affluent suburb is the Platinum Coast. Um, the dingy industrial area is the Gress, G-R-E-S-S, because it was originally called Progress Row, but the big metal arc or like iron arc around the entrance to the district has fallen apart and only Gress remains. Oh, that's lovely. Um, and then uh, the zoo is part of Octoguy Memorial Park. So <laughs> I, I don't know what happened to Octoguy, but clearly something important enough that they named a zoo after him. Excellent. That's very good. Uh, I don't like yeah. to talk about the deal with Octoguy. <laughs> it's a long time putting it behind. You said it was Octoguy Memorial Park? Yeah. Octo-guy, I think. Yeah. So for this game mechanically, at every turn, we are going to have the city pull a card and describe where we are in the city based on what that card is. For two through ten, that's uh, a place in the city where someone is in imminent danger. On a jack, it is somewhere peaceful where uh, the hero encounters an ally that will be of use uh, in their fight against villainy. On a queen, it is somewhere personal. Uh, the hero has a responsibility to the city, but they also have a life of their own. It is a place where you can relax and remember that you're a person behind that mask as well. On a king, it is somewhere protected, where you encounter one of your great rivals who might not necessarily be just a villain, someone who is in power and who who benefits from the city not being the utopia that you strive for it to be. And on an ace, it is somewhere private, where the hero can uh, learn information on how to defeat those people who are keeping the city uh, in the place that it needs to not be. We're going to go into each of those in more detail as we draw each of them. Just wanted to, to give an idea of the sort of things we will be encountering in this game. And on every turn, we will, uh, or on every two through ten, we will roll dice to determine how the hero fares. Each of those are on the relevant pages. Is there anything else I need to go over before we just get started? Any clarifying questions y'all have? Um, do we want to talk about like the different, like, basically the different like big clicks of the game? Like um, when like things go bad and stuff like that? Or do we talk about that when we get there? I think let's talk about that when we get there. Okay. Um, I know I, as the city, have some stuff to keep track of. Does the hero have stuff that they need to keep track of? Like, write down? Uh, the hero will map out the city. Uh, city keeps list of keeps a list of the people the hero saves. Right. I am the one who keeps a list of the hero of the people the hero doesn't save. Okay. 
So before play, I take this here Joker and I shuffle it into the bottom half of the deck. And then I take the top half of the deck and I stick it on there. And we set this Joker aside for now. And now we are theoretically ready for play. Everybody good to go? Yep. I believe so. All right. Ah, yes. For, uh, it is important for the hero to keep a, like, not important, important, but like thematically important for the hero to keep a running log of the people they meet and the challenges they face, such as allies and enemies, who you saved and who you lost. I'm going to be keeping okay. a, uh, a track of your greatest failures and the city a track of your greatest successes. And without any further ado, uh, the hero should make a spot on the map for their home. Take a moment to describe where the hero lives. Is, is it a stately manor? A fortress of solitude on the far side of the world? Their aunt's house? So where is it that you live, Darkmark? Hmm. We know canonically there is a lair somewhere in Moon Harbor, and that there is an entrance to that lair through the well-known ice cream shop, Cold War. We do not know if that is the only lair or the only entrance to that lair, but we know that exists, if that is something you're interested in playing off of. Yeah, I I like that because it opens up the door for, like, uh, I have a friend that's just, just the ice cream person there. Oh, you're friends with Cole Ward. Oh, people are going to love this. Cole Ward, beloved longtime character and apathetic ice cream salesman. Oh, that's you know, every, anytime I get like a big head, Cold Ward just it brings me down, levels me out, keeps, keeps me here honest. Oh, that's great. So so what does your, your lair look like? I'm trying not to immediately just jump into bat, you know, Batman stuff. Uh, giant Penny. No. Um, okay, how about this? You, you know, like old school, like when they used to do like phone things, they would have like a switchboard and like a bunch of wires and like old computers and stuff. Mm -hmm. Something like that, like a bunch of like old like switchboards that's like not being used anymore and like... You know, giant computers that are like from the 60s or 70s. Like um, this clearly used to be your supercomputer that took up an yeah. entire wall. Yes, yes. Excellent. Is there newer technology in there or are you sticking to the old ways? I don't know how, how, like, how much we can be for this, but uh, I kind of like the technology at this point. Because my powers come from magic, these these wires sometimes move by themselves. You're like, did those plug themselves in? Did, uh, what? A supercomputer that runs on magic? Yes. <laughs> oh, that's very good. <laughs> so, like, all the wires are around. It's like kind of almost like a jungle down here. It's just like, you know, all these wires on the ground. And, like, suddenly there'll be, like, just a pillar of just wires <laughs> tied together with, like, runes on them or something. And you're like, okay, well... So how it's working, I guess. <laughs> That's great. So then it is now time for the city to draw a card from the deck and describe where the hero's next adventure takes them. All right. Uh, let's see. Straight to the king. Ooh. Whoa. We're starting this interesting. Okay. Somewhere protected. There are places in this city that ordinary people will never go. Places far removed from the hustle and bustle of everyday life. These are the halls of the rich and powerful, those with the money and influence to change the world, 
and who choose not to. These people are not your friend, hero. Here, the hero is confronted by someone in a position of power, someone cold and corrupt, but untouchable, at least for now. This person will do everything they can to interfere in the hero's plans and hold them back from helping the people in need until the hero can find a way to stop them. When we arrive here, perform the following and then draw a new card. City. Describe the scene to the hero. This place is opulent, decorated with obvious displays of power and of luxury. How does it stand in contrast to the rest of the city? Uh, yes. So uh, we open in a palatial estate uh, on the Platinum Coast. A lot of the Platinum Coast is actually filled in, right? Rich people said, I wanted, I want something that faces the water. Um, so it's this part of this enormous hill that was filled in the harbor. Um, and this particular place looks more like a Roman temple than a house. Although all of the big, heavy locked doors and uh, bodyguards wearing suits lets you know that somebody lives here, somebody important, and maybe somebody dangerous. Okay. Then for the villain, using the suit of the card drawn, describe the person who lives here, what corrupt deed they've done to attract the hero's attention, and why the hero cannot stop them yet. I think this is the estate of, as Hart said, someone well-respected and great with great personal acclaim. I think this is a hero's estate, quote-unquote, a hero. Maybe they were actually a hero at one point, but now... They've let it get to them. They've become the thing they were trying to stop. This is... This is the home of the Praetorian. I believe that it has come to your attention through some means or another that the Praetorian, after defeating uh, the mobster and putting him in jail, has taken control of the MMM, the Midtown Mutant Mafia, and is... It is... Uh, is taking those funds and enjoying himself. So, how do you confront uh, the Praetorian about this, Dark Mark? Know that you cannot defeat him yet. You need something. You can't just take him on right now all alone. But what is the inciting incident that sees the two of you go from possibly having been friends in the past to the Praetorian being someone who will be in your way every step of the way? I don't want to put, you know, just this feeling out here. Um, what if the, I, you know, I know the Muted Mafia. I've been, I've had my dealings with the Muted Mafia in my time. Um, but recently they've been really, like, pushing themselves and, like, a lot of, a lot of these young mutants have been getting themselves killed uh, for their risky, risky things. And so I've been noticing, like, wait a minute, if they got taken, if they got taken out, then why are they still recruiting and uh getting people killed yeah um, it, maybe. it is it is well known that the mobster takes care of his people he if he does one thing it is take care of his own and this is not his style so yeah shit has been getting sloppy and uh maybe i don't know the praetorian yet has in, involved but i'm like trying to get them to to maybe drop some kind of hint that they're related to uh to them or draw some kind of breadcrumb that'll like tie them to them or like maybe they're at a place where the other where the mafia was um but yeah so i think uh if i may 
that you've probably gone to his home to discuss this. And it's like, this house is new. It was created specifically for the Praetorian. Unless Rodrigo has any issues with that. Of course, you are the city. Nope, sounds good to me. Excellent. And uh, I think you've come to to try and get that hint. So how do you reveal yourself to the Praetorian? Do you walk in the front door or? I bet I'm always a big fan of this. A phone rings, but it um doesn't ring correctly. Like it, it, it normally it should be bring, bring, but it goes bring, bring. And uh, when he looks away, then it stops. When he looks at it, it stops, and I'm in a chair behind him. <laughs> oh, that's very good. Aha. Uh-huh. Well, friend Mark, what brings you to my estate? Uh, just uh, doing the rounds, as it were. Uh, been, uh, streets been a little bit more bloody than usual. Have they? I hadn't noticed. Yeah, from your vantage point up here, I can, uh, can expect that, but, uh, what's, what's, what's with this digs? This never, uh, this never seemed like your style before. Well, when you're a a man of my age, I've been doing this a long time, Mark. Don't you think it's time I finally enjoyed the fruits of my labor? Of course, of course. It just seems, uh, seems something like this. Takes a lot of fruit, a lot of labor, and, uh, just seems sudden all of this, you know? I've been at this longer than you have. I've worked a long time, and I'm finally reaping the rewards. Yeah, 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 you're... I see that, I see that. I I guess I'm gonna lay it out straight to you. Um, this been running into a whole lot of, uh, messed up... Messed up kids from the mafia, from the mutant mafia. Um, and I just wonder if you've, like been seeing any new villains on the scene that have been like you know targeting them or you know i believe their guy their their boss got taken care of a while ago why are they even still out there oh you know those mafia types always looking for an extra buck they're insatiable yeah they are insatiable but generally not so messy Hmm. I think if you've got a problem, you can go clean it up. But that's beneath my concern. He, like, stands up a little bit. Uh, so what is your concern, then? Just hanging out in this, uh, this castle of yours? And why shouldn't I? I've earned it. (sighs) Hero, you're in this being a hero every day. And no one owns, no one deserves this. Come on, man. Your own mausoleum to yourself? <laughs> oh, I don't intend to be passing anytime soon. I used to think the way you do. Huh. What changed? I, I think he he walks out onto the veranda and just stares out at the glistening sea. A lot of things, Mark. I got tired of nothing changing. May I? Absolutely. I think it's possible that if uh, Mark follows him out to the veranda, uh, he can see 
um, a mutant mob looking guy talking to one of his security guys, like kind of trying to get in, but the security guy won't let him in. And then if Excellent. if he spots the Praetorian, he'll just stop and like turn around and leave. Uh, yeah, I think uh, the Dark Mark is going to try and uh, distract the Praetorian from uh, seeing that guy out there. Uh, while also maybe stealthy taking a camera picture of them. Sure. I don't, I don't know if that's like a role. <laughs> no, th- this is entirely role play. Okay, cool. Well, at least at this point, uh, when there are people in danger, we roll dice to see how you do in the abstract and then describe that. Praetorian, I gotta say, I'm, I'm sorry I came in t- came here with uh, the wrong energy. It's just, um, I don't know what I'm doing sometimes, and I just come to you for guidance. I see you as like, or I saw you as a kind of mentor figure. Um, and I like put my arm around him, like, uh... How do you get here? You know, I'm everything I do, everything I try in the street. And like, meanwhile, behind his back, he's like filming <laughs> the, the, the guy. I just, it never changes, like you said. Sometimes it's just a matter of perspective. It takes losing everything to gain everything. I hope it doesn't come to that for you, Mark. Well, I don't. Th- I don't have a whole lot to lose to begin with, so uh, you know I'm not too worried. Uh, I'll see you later, I guess. Stay in touch, and I think uh, as soon as the Dark Mark is out of earshot, or at least he thinks he's out of earshot, uh, he radios his his security forces. That I regret to inform you all. The Dark Mark is no longer welcomed on these premises. You are to shoot on sight. Roger that. Of course, they didn't see him come in to begin with, so they're like, oh, that's, of a, course. that's a weird thing for him to be saying now, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's that scene. Mm-hmm. So now we draw the next card. City, if you would. Oh, uh, does he get a card? Oh, uh, right. The rules. <laughs> so, Hero, make a note of this person's name and what they've done to the city. Remember them. They will continue to impede your efforts until you find a way to bring them down. Enemies represent long-term antag- antagonists who repeatedly oppose the hero's efforts to help the city. After an enemy is introduced, every time the villain rolls to see if the hero stops a threat, if the card drawn matches the suit of the enemy, so anytime we're in hearts, they will appear and block the hero's progress. Reduce the number of dice rolled by one. Uh, This will continue until either the hero obtains that enemy's weakness, represented by the Ace of Hearts, or the ally, the Jack, of the same suit sacrifices themselves to stop the enemy. All right, so that would mean I would be writing down the Praetorian. Yep. Uh, Enemy of Hearts. Okay. Next draw. Yeah. The Eight of Diamonds. That puts us somewhere in imminent danger. Here, the hero comes face to face with something that threatens the city, whether physically, emotionally, or anywhere in between. When you arrive here, perform the following. City, describe the scene to the hero. This place is in danger, but it isn't always in danger. Where is it? Has the hero been here before? Who lives here? There is a threat that is about to unfold, but there are also people here. Name them, describe them, introduce them to the hero. 
Okay. Uh, so diamonds puts us still on the platinum coast, but we'll say that this is basically the border with it. Um, and it is a sharp border. Um, there is, uh, there are a lot of sort of like rundown neighborhoods around it that the platinum coast has been like basically siphoning. So this happens at the very edge of it. And, uh, the people that live here are the people that work for the people of the Platinum Coast. Um, they are, uh, good, hardworking people, uh, but they almost uniformly look very run down. They don't get paid very much and they are worked very hard. Um, you know, like, you know, that like some of these mansions have like restaurants in them, basically. Um, so, or like a, a whole squadron of like personal chefs. So, um, no matter what business you're in, you're being overworked, you're being underpaid and it's the, the people in the, uh, ivory tower that are doing it. Um, compared to how they would feel about the hero. Uh, let's see your, what's your spade or what's your, uh, suit, uh, clubs, clubs. So no match, right? Yeah. yeah, you're very much out of your element. These people don't trust you. Maybe you've never been to this part. I mean, you've been here. Uh, good luck. Uh, and the villain takes one dice. Or one, yeah. yeah. Ugh. So <laughs> I am to describe the danger that threatens this place and the people described by the city. Uh, let's see. What's a fun villain in, or in diamonds? Uh, I think that this is a villain who is explicitly out like since we are right at the edge I'm trying to figure out what the villain wants here okay this is a threat that started much much closer to the heart of the platinum coast and has been uh, on a rampage out near towards the edge this is uh, a villain known as Technosaur, who is a person who, like, wears, like, has circuit board sort of impressions all up and down their body, uh, is sort of tall and broad, and is riding a giant dinosaur made of wires and cables. And they are clearly, like, in the middle of a police chase, having robbed some bank closer to the middle of the district. Mm -hmm. They are trying to get out to where uh, where they have more influence or escape tunnels or something. It's not quite clear why they're headed this way. But you have crossed paths with them here. They're, they're trying to get to their pterodactyl copter. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a... It's just like a car that they've strapped four techno pterodactyls to that fly in a circle. <laughs> uh, and I am going to roll one die to see how this goes for you. That is a four. On a four, you rise to the occasion and manage to save the day. What great moment of heroism do you achieve? The floor is yours. Have fun with this. I want to build up to this. I don't know if this is the final line, but I think the line is like, uh, you, <laughs> you're the worst Simpson Jetson crossover I've ever seen. <laughs> and he goes, uh, he goes to town, uh, actually, uh, 
I think this is one of the things where like his background is maybe like uh, knowing technology, uh, magically knowing technology of being able to dismantle this uh, this uh, giant tyrannosaurus. Which I don't know if that's what you what you what oh, you uh, absolutely it is. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, uh, I believe he's gonna get in there with um like some um you know a grappling whip thing and like basically just shadow of the colossus this dinosaur <laughs> getting a, he's like a bag of like old computer parts he's gonna like you know swing around and he's holding on to the tail and he like jams a, a wire in and like all of the the tail just falls apart like legos and each of the each of the like sections like starts walking away <laughs> crawling into the sewer or whatever if Uh, if i can if i can add some some flavor to this uh i think like maybe uh technosaur the person controlling the the technological dinosaur hasn't noticed you're there but is steadily seeing like we see from their eyes that like the horizon's slowly getting higher as they're getting closer to the ground with each step Mm-hmm. <laughs> as like the legs are like coming off and like it steps and it's stepping where like the thigh would be and just each step is like this dinosaur becoming less and less good good yeah and i think uh yeah i think it's gonna kind of, as the dinosaur's becoming less and less uh i'm gonna actually like uh be on or get into a situation where it <laughs> I've trapped it and like it can't its head it can't get to me with its little arms like it finally sees me and traps me in an alley but I'm like the little arms can't reach Uh, the the person riding the dinosaur is like yes get them and what where where's the rest of my dinosaur (laughs) what have you done to my dinosaur my beautiful creation prepare to go back to the stone age Cyber, wait, are you cyber? Are you cybersaur? I'm, I'm technosaur. I've, I've been in the papers several times recently. I would appreciate if you respect the name. Okay, technosaur, you're going. Welcome to go back to the Stone Age. And with that, I uh, <laughs> I throw a, I throw a like a. What am I gonna say? What am I gonna say? I want to say not a USB stick, but something USB stick adjacent to the chest. A punch a card. floppy disk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, no. That's the whole thing. This whole thing has been sticking punch cards into parts of its body. <laughs> oh, that's very good. Uh, and they've been like just kind of short circuiting it, and uh, I'm gonna just take one big punch card, <laughs> one big punch card, uh, and uh, somehow swing up on top of the head where Technosaur is riding. And uh, I'm going to punch through. I'm going to hold up a punch card and then punch through it and punch him in the face. <laughs> and I think, like, physically, Technosaur is is pretty, like, not putting up much of a fight. You take them out pretty handily. They're a one-trick pony, as it were. <laughs> Why the hell are you over here? Don't you see the bag with bills flying out of it? I robbed a bank and I'm trying to get away. Gee, um, Thanks. I was trying to do the steal from the rich, give to the poor bit, but I guess you don't want that. Grumble, grumble, grumble. Uh, may I? Absolutely. As the uh, cable dinosaur continues to dissipate, um, a person rolls out of rolls out from inside it, 
Um, it is a bank clerk that uh, Technosaur was hoping to use as a hostage. Mm, it's very good. And he's just pretty, pretty freaked out. He's like, <laughs> okay, steal from the rich, give to the poor. What about this guy? This guy seems traumatized. He was perfectly safe. It's it's built to to cocoon the person inside. It's it's like being swallowed when you're a baby. Do you feel like a baby, sir? Well, I mean, if you're gonna treat me like one, I'll feel like one. I I almost messed myself up like a baby. No, <laughs> oh. oh, it's all right. It's all right. Happens to the best of us. <sighs> Uh, one sec. I need to check what an acronym means because we have uh, our own sort of shield equivalent that it would still be operating at this time. And I forget what Saber stands for. Uh, the superhero and anti-human breach and reconnaissance entity, Saber, uh, is our, our shield equivalent. And they would probably be rolling up at this point. Sure. Uh, in fact, the... Uh, um Dark Mark can probably feels like they showed up fast, almost like they would show up here faster than in other neighborhoods. Hmm. Well, Saber, uh, this is as fast as I've seen you come to a crime. As uh, you got a beef with this? Uh... Yeah. Yeah. A uh, an agent has rappelled down from a helicopter or quadcopter or something. Um. Uh, no, we're, uh, just trying to improve our, uh, response time. He, like, pulls out a, uh, digital device, which is, you know, it's 2010, so it's, like, a little bit larger than they are now, I guess. Mm hmm Actually, in 2010, like, they were trying to get things as small as possible, so he pulls out a stick and, like, opens it and seems to be trying to read it. It's like, uh, we have orders to, uh... Put this man in containment. Thank you for your work. And he offers a uh, a hand uh, that d doesn't seem like particularly uh, friendly, but um, clearly he's been briefed on how to treat uh, superheroes and demi humans and things like that. Uh, I think I, I think the dark mark is going to take his hand and then do the thing where he pulls him in close and hugs. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, uh, yes. Nice. Uh, great. G good work. This is, uh, I don't know if you've been taking a, taking notice, but, um, a lot of the, the mutant mafia has been popping up. You've been getting more, you've been, you've been getting signs of anything going on with them? Uh, they're pretty low in our priority list. Usually we start at, uh, metallic, like mechanical dinosaurs and go up from there. Okay. Well, if you have time in your schedule and yeah, you notice anything, let me know. And I just like fucking leave. <laughs> it's one of those things where like the agent turns around to handcuff the uh, the technosaur and turns back around to say something, and you're gone. Yep. <laughs> Excellent. The, va the vague sound of like. <laughs> So you have successfully saved someone. Mark their name in your journal and set this card aside. Oh, did we give a name for them or do I just come up with one? Rodrigo? Uh, do I name him or does he name him? 
Uh, you are the city, so you okay. name all of the citizens. Uh, all right. So uh, the bank clerk's name is uh, Jimbo Smith. Jimbo Smith. It's a good name. Uh, let's do one more, then we can uh, break for five, ten minutes, get water, stretch. Okay. Ace of Hearts. Oh, hey. <laughs> You're getting the key to, to take down the Praetorian. Hell yes. Somewhere private. Perhaps this is a quiet meeting in a secluded city park. Perhaps this is a secluded parking garage where you've agreed to meet under the cover of nightfall. Here, the hero meets with someone with inside information on people in power and gets an inside look at what makes them tick. This, hero, is where you learn how you can win. This is where you learn how you can stop them. City, introduce a trusted confidant to the hero and describe where the hero meets them. This should be someone well-connected to people in power, but eager to make the world a better place. If the king of the same suit has not been played, this doesn't matter because it has. Uh, the king of the same suit has been played. The confidant knows a secret that could topple the powerful. In addition to playing out the scene, reveal the enemy's weakness to the hero. Okay. Um, let's say he is meeting uh, a reporter uh, named... Uh, May O'Shaughnessy. Good name. Kind of a skinny lady, uh, dark hair, dark skin. She kind of had an anchor. She she was like promoted to anchor a little bit ago and then just went right back down, you know, because she's one of those like, oh, I want to like reporter, want to be on the field types. And uh, she will meet uh, with the dark mark in a... Um, quiet corner of the since it's in the same suit. Does this it should probably still be in the uh, ritzy neighborhood? So let's say that she actually meets him in this uh, really muddy area at the edge of town. Basically, this is like where they're taking all the land to like fill in to to make the Platinum Coast. So this is like a weird grungy construction site and you can tell because they've built these super tall uh like um walls but they're just made of like thin wood to like so that the people that live in the ritzy houses don't have to look at this uh, which makes mm. it perfect because nobody's looking at this of course so what does this meeting uh, how does this meeting go uh let's see and play the confidential secret i i would imagine that she gets there and is like just kind of hanging out by a um, bulldozer or something. Um, and then suddenly she looks over and the dark mark is there. Yeah. For, I'm, I've decided that the dark mark might be a little extra for this one. And he's, uh, he's, on, he's on a like a, a, a scaffolding for a building thing, just like sure. maybe eight feet up or so. And then jumps down into the mud. Hello. Ah. Oh. Why do you Sorry, why do you feel the need people. to do that? I like to have a little fun. You get out here, it's real it's real real dangerous risking your life for this city. Um But uh, every now and then it's good to Well I good to keep people on their toes. <laughs> I, I appreciate that aspect of it, and so do my viewers, which is why I need to tell you something. Um, so I'm coming up with the, the downfall or with the, the weakness uh, with the, 
the weakness for uh, for the Praetorian. Okay. Yeah, the Praetorian has been uh, has essentially taken over the mutant. Is it the mutant mafia? Uh, the Midtown Mutant Mafia. The, Midtown, the MMM. The Midtown Mutant Mafia, um, and is operating with them directly. He's become even more self-absorbed than before. So he tends to record everything. There is uh, an on-site and an off-site server room, um, but they're both heavily guarded, and she'll, like, give him some information, like, basically a piece of paper with, like, information, and then, like, the other uh, site is, like, on the Praetorian's property. If you get that to me... I can expose them to the public and uh, maybe some of the other heroes will get off their butts and do something about it. Or maybe Saber will. I don't know. Yeah. He's able able to hide in plain sight because of of his own reputation. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's a shimmering city on the hill and he is the, the shimmering hero above it all. But if we can let the people know what he's really about, he's just... Another fucking lordling looking for motherfuckers to stand on top of. I think that might be the beginning to really being able to fight him. I agree. I know you're a professional, but uh, does anyone know that you got this information? Is there any way that it could be cracked back to you? They're a very powerful person. As soon as I, as soon as I go after him, as soon as he knows, who knows what, what hell he can unleash. He's uh, playing both sides of the field, so are you ready for the for the storm? Yeah, I I can lay low. Um, once this all hits the fan, I've uh, let's just say I had some experience having to disappear for a while when the whole Octo Guy fiasco happened. <sighs> Fucking Octo Guy. I look at it. I look up at it. <laughs> no, I can't do that. There's a statue that says "Never Forget." Just <laughs> a tentacle. No. Yeah. No. The, I mean, um, there might be because again, this this uh, this suburb is expanding, and they're like, "Oh well, we'll just get the the permit to take down this Octoguy statue." So there is, but it's like down on its side, and it's gonna be moved tomorrow. Yeah, Lilo. I. Uh... If there's one thing I want, if there's one thing we can avoid, we don't need this turning into another Octo Guy situation. Agreed. You get me that information, and we'll uh, we'll hit the Praetorian where it hurts. Uh, he looks down at the mud. This mud didn't always used to be like this. It's uh, the runoff of years of blood and viscera. When a city's been through something, that blood doesn't wash off. She like she sighs and she's like, "You're very dramatic, but I, I agree. I know what you're saying. You're a, you're a good person, Mark." And she uh, starts to kind of uh, like gets her slings her purse on and uh, looks like looks around for like the best way to exit the construction site. Uh, you take care of yourself. You too. You too. Anything I grapple grapple out of here or like uh, you know. Phone noise, then lightning, and gone. <laughs> uh, so in this moment of quiet, the hero has time to recover their wounds. Uh, luckily, you already had no wounds, uh, so that is already done. Hero, describe how you bring down your enemy and remove this person from their place of power. And then, finally, 
cross their name out of your journal. Oh, sorry. Should I also write down that other name of the uh, person I just got that info from? Yeah. Uh, you can write her down as an ally. Yeah. Uh, what was her name again? Sorry. May O'Shaughnessy. Here, I'll just, I'll put May it on the chat. <laughs> hey, Ward, I'm going to need a, I need an extra, I'm going to need a double scoop of butter pecan. It's going to be a late night. <laughs> uh, my Ward, I, it's like, he's like very monotone. <laughs> yeah, uh, just sort of like, yeah. Uh, to, today, the, uh, the counter is being manned by his nephew, Luke Ward. <laughs> uh, here you go it's on the house thank you uh how's your glasses going oh you know uh calculus is calculus <laughs> indeed we've all been there we know that old thing and then with that i think i'm gonna pat him on the shoulder <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to think of a good calculus joke or something about coming closer to, you know, life is a lot like calculus. You can come close to the truth, but you never touch it. Uh, thanks? You're wel- he feels he said something very wise and says, you're welcome. You're welcome. And then I guess goes through whatever the secret door is. <laughs> it's the one that we've seen on screen. Uh, and this can change because, you know, secret layers. Uh, is through the deep freezer like there's a recess in the in the back wall. So yeah, he goes in the freezer and uh, pew, slides into a slides down a little slide, I guess, and lands on like a nest of like old wires and like <laughs> thrumming. Uh, <laughs> and he just kind of walks in there, and there's like <laughs> a pile of like ice cream. Those have been like uh, half pint ice cream containers that have just been tossed off to the side right next to it. And, you know, kind of basically starts walking through it. These big computers are like a like a weird maze, I would say. Um, so he like goes forward. Uh, we don't need to describe all this, but I <laughs> imagine it's like a little forest mazy because it's both computers and magic. Where he's mm-hmm. like, OK, I go down this hallway, go to the left, go north, go right, go right. And even though that shouldn't make sense, like, physically, it's like, okay, that's like the <laughs> the weird arcane ge- geometry down here. And he uh, comes to, like, a place where, like, there's a TV, there's, like, a bunch of, like, um, like an old CR, you know, T TV, a bunch of them, um, maybe a... A wall of iPad, a wall of like iPads and phones and stuff that just like have runes changing and shifting between them. Um, and uh, yeah, I think in there he starts piecing it together. I'm like, okay, so the video, I have the person that was there before combined with uh, this information on there. Yeah, if I can somehow get there. <clears throat> Like right now, he's like trying to discover a way to get there without the Praetorian knowing he's he's in there. Obviously, um, sorry, should I be doing something else in the scene? <laughs> However, you go about beating him, that is up to you. Yeah, but you have you like you you know where he's keeping his information. Um, and there's like a couple of places, and then yeah, it's like from there, do your thing. He's going to actually have, like, a bit from, let's say, the uh, Technothor. 
<laughs> he's like got one of his like uh one of the you know power cubes or whatever <laughs> he's gonna use it to like make a a burrowing triceratops ass thing uh to like burrow into his uh his spot because he thinks maybe if he can get under into there he can might have a might have a chance so uh I'm gonna say a montage. <laughs> the montage of fucking Iron Man shit of him just like, you know, putting wires together, getting an old car, uh, adding, you know, uh, you know, at some point there's just a a a bucket of like blood he pours into a <laughs> into a gas tank. Um, it's very weird. <laughs> it's a very weird montage of like. Uh, I love that we've created this weird magic Batman. <laughs> I hope it's good. I was like, I don't know. What you, I'm enjoying a few it. Episodes, but good, good. But yeah, he makes a weird, like drilling kind of triceratops. He like is upset because he was tra- trying to make a dinosaur. But like, as it started coming together, it's like, God damn it. <laughs> he looks away and then looks back and it has three horns and like, this is actually just supposed to, it was supposed to be a mole, but whatever. What the, okay. I guess that's just how his stuff works. Um, he's going to try and burrow into there, uh, into the lair, get the device, and uh, hopefully get out without uh, the Praetorian noticing. Yeah, I, I think you can just do that unless you want to have a confrontation. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so just that. Uh, <laughs> Just out of the floor, this fucking yeah, like a server farm. Uh, yeah, this uh, triceratops mole, unholy abomination, claws out. Um, and as soon as it gets into his arena or into this underground area, it like falls apart. It like <laughs> uh, from the strain. And uh, yeah, he goes there. He finds a uh, a a. Uh, What's a good? It, w- it shouldn't be a pu- a little bit more high tech than a punch card. I think it's like an actual like uh three quarter inch floppy. Like it, yeah, recording floppy as well as like uh, maybe an external hard drive. Um, so yeah, I think that that's what he does. He's like grabs that and uh goes back into his robot, finds it doesn't really work, and is just gonna like walk through the tunnel back. <laughs> It's fantastic. Yeah, tomorrow or or at at the shift change, uh, the um, the guards in this facility will be flabbergasted to find a hole in the ground and the remains of a busted up uh, drilling triceratops tank, and also knowing that they're gonna get fired at best, thrown into the sun at worst. I don't know what the Praetorian's powers are, but I assume he's very physically powerful. Yeah, I was I was picturing just sort of strong. Yeah. Uh, I was picturing specifically, because I've been watching Stargate recently, Cronus from Stargate. Oh. He's in like two episodes. I gotta look that up. I'm not super familiar with Stargate. Oh, yeah, yeah okay, all right. Cool, yeah, definitely. Yeah. He's got yeah, a, uh, of... was that like Superman 4 vibe? Yeah, kind of. I could see that. Yeah. Uh, so what does it look like when, or rather, who is it that comes to, like, bring him down so that, like, he is no longer in the city as a threat? 
Is it saber? Is it like mundane police? Uh, it's probably uh, the. Um, it's the. Is it the IRS? He just hasn't paid his taxes. Yeah, I think it's it's probably <laughs> like the mayor's office. Um, <laughs> like shows up, backed up by saber, just in case to uh, like serve him a subpoena uh, or a summons. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, if you, um, if if that's okay, he probably like just like hunkers down and then just leaps a thousand feet away, um, and is not seen again at, at least for a long time. Like he's not going to jail, but he knows that he's burnt in this city. Yeah, I I think uh, to paint a couple panels of the comic here. We see Glacier, who is the head of Saber, former hero turned sort of administrative powerhouse. Mm -hmm. Uh, She is a relatively tall white lady with ice powers, as you might have guessed by the name Glacier. Sure. Uh, We we see her there with her like. Like a four or five year old uh, at her side who readers will recognize as the sword who is in training at even this early age to be uh, one of Saber's top operatives. And we see her walk up to the house and hand him these papers. And he just leaps like Team Rocket blasting off again, sort of disappears <laughs> into the sky. And she like shoots ice after him to try and like weigh him down to stop him. And it is just futile. He is gone. Nice. <laughs> very funny to me that he's very very classy and yet uh hey we got noticed that you haven't been playing your tax the tax man has found you uh he's like oh well out of here I, Woo! I i love like big super threats just being taken down by mundanity oh, that's yeah, just absolutely. one of my favorite things it's like yeah it's like if if a if a character cares about their reputation and about their, mm-hmm. you know, their place in society, then that's what brings them down, right? If you're fighting Doomsday, you can't hit Doomsday with a subpoena. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, if you're fighting Lex Luthor, you can't hit Lex Luthor with a subpoena. Yeah, unless he's the president. Right. <laughs> yeah. Moon Harbor Extended is produced by Icy Sheets, T.P. Huth, Elliot Peterson, and Sean Geddes, and edited by Icy Sheets and Sean Geddes. Icy, she, her, or they, them, can be found on Twitter at IcyNewYear or at IcyNewYear.com. T, she, her, or they, them, can be found on Twitter and Instagram at tphuth94. Elliot, she, her, or they, them, can be found at Elliot Yelen on Twitter. That's E-L-L-I-O-T-Y-L-E-N. Sean, any pronouns, can be found at The Crumpet on Twitter. That's T-H-E-C-R-U-M-P-I-T. The hero is played by Tiberius, a.k.a. Rob Wilson. Tiberius, he, him, is a black Marxist and a radical socialist organizer when not recording podcasts. He's a regular on Eidoline Playtest, in addition to doing several one-shots, and has guested on Well, Well, Well by LRH Wellness 
and Socialist Revolution. If you want to support Tiberius financially, you can become a patron of Eidolon Playtest on Patreon or contribute to him directly at Sirius Tiberius on Cash App and Robert Ty Wilson on Venmo. You can follow him on Twitter at Sirius Tiberius. The City was played by Rodrigo D. Lopez. Rodrigo D. Lopez, he, him, is an author, producer, podcaster, and storyteller. He is also a game master for the popular critical hit podcast. His book, The Tale of Tallest Rabbit, is a novel for young readers and is available on Amazon right now. Links to both are in the show notes. The villain was played by Sean Geddes. Today's game was played using Anyone Can Wear the Mask by Jeff Stormer. Jeff Stormer, he his, is an award-winning podcaster, game designer, the unofficial official LARP designer of the Olive Garden Restaurant, and the designer of Anyone Can Wear the Mask. He lives with his wife in Philadelphia, PA, and spends most of his time not podcasting or game designing, streaming at people at indie wrestling shows. The newest version of Anyone Can Wear the Mask is available at jeffstormer.itch.io slash mask. As of Wednesday, October 20th, the fully illustrated version and an audio version of it will be available at the same link. The music in this issue is Iron Knight by Dark Fantasy Studios, composed by Nicholas Judy. Moon Harbor Heroes is played using Masks, A New Generation, written by Brendan Conway and produced by Magpie Games, and other games by independent creators. Our logo was designed by Beautiful Beasties. She can be found on Instagram at beastly.doodles or on Patreon at patreon.com slash beautifulbeasties. For updates and more information, find us on Twitch and YouTube by searching for Moon Harbor Heroes or follow us on Twitter at Moon Harbor Cast. If you want to contact us, DM us on Twitter or email us at Moon Harbor Heroes. If you enjoyed this issue, please leave us a review on your podcatcher of choice or tell a friend. Five-star reviews and word of mouth are really the best way to keep bringing these stories to more people. And thank you so much for helping us save the world. We'll see you next issue.